0: Section forty six of Modern Magic. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand Modern Magic A Practical Treatise on the Art of Conjuring by Professor Lewis Hoffman. Stage Tricks Part One the present chapter will be devoted to such tricks as by reason of the cumbrousness or costliness of the apparatus required for them are as a rule exhibited only upon the public stage the stage performer may if he pleases avail himself of the aid of mechanical tables electrical appliances etc which enable him to execute a class of tricks which are beyond the scope of an ordinary drawing-room performance though the wealthy amateur will find no difficulty in converting his own drawing-room into a quasi-stage and qualifying it for the presentation of the most elaborate illusions, the leading items of apparatus in stage magic are mechanical tables these are of various kinds many being specially designed to assist in the performance of some one particular trick putting aside these which will be separately noticed stage tables may be broadly divided into three classes trap tables piston tables and electrical tables in practice these classes are somewhat intermingled for it is rather the rule than the exception for a stage table to be fitted with both traps and pistons while either or both of these may be found in conjunction with electrical appliances Trap tables are such as provided with one or more traps, their object being, at the will of the operator, to cause the disappearance of a given article into the interior of the table, or sometimes to produce or apparently change an article. The traps most generally used may be described as follows. 1. The Plane Trap. This consists of a thin plate of metal, generally zinc, screwed down flush with the top of the table in this which we will call the surface plate is cut a hole generally circular and from two to four inches in diameter closed by a flap or door which by the action of a spring hinge is pressed up level with the rest of the trap though it instantly yields to pressure from above again rising as soon as such pressure is removed figures 261 and 262 represent the trap as seen detached from the table figure 261 exhibiting its underside a is the circular flap b b the spring hinge c a little bolt by means of which the trap may be fastened at pleasure and which is worked by a pin projecting upwards through a slot in the surface plate and through the cloth which covers the table d is a small flat piece of metal screwed to the underside of the flap a and acting as a stop to prevent the flap from being forced by the action of the spring above the level of the surface plate The mountings of the trap are generally brass, and attached to the zinc by screws. A brass eyelet, E, is sometimes soldered to the center of the underside of the flap. To this is attached a cord, which may hang down ready to the performer's hand at the back of the table, or may be carried down a groove in one of the hinder legs, and either terminate in a pedal to be pressed by the foot of the performer, or to be continued behind the scenes within reach of the hand of the assistant the mode of working the trap is as follows any small article being placed on it is covered over either with an ornamental cover or with a simple handkerchief the cord being gently pulled by either of the means above mentioned the trap opens and the article falls into the body of the table as soon as the pull is relaxed the flap again rises and closes the opening Where a cord is not used, the performer gets rid of the article by direct pressure on the trap, or the article upon it, with the one hand, while with the other he veils the opening in the table. 2. The Wrist or Pressure Trap With this form of trap, the use of a cord is unnecessary, the trap being worked from the surface of the table by pressure upon a particular spot. The manner of its construction will become clear upon an inspection of Figures 263 and 264 figure two sixty three represents the underside of the trap a is the flap working upon a spring hinge b b as already explained in the case of the plane trap c c is an oblong piece of metal cut out of and lying flush with the service plate and working upon an ordinary hinge at d when c is pressed down the cross piece e which is soldered to it presses down the lever f and this in turn acting upon the shorter lever g which is fixed at right angles to the rod upon which the flap a is hinged causes the latter to open the mode of using the wrist trap is as follows the performer has occasion we will suppose to cause the disappearance of an orange for instance in the bran and orange trick described at page 335 placing the orange upon the flap a he places both hands round it as though to pick it up between them in this position the underhand of the hand furthest from the audience see figure two sixty-six showing the right hand removed is just over c and pressing gently upon it causes the flap to open and the orange to fall through the position of the hands completely veiling the operation the operator now leaves the table still holding his hands as though having the orange between them and after a due interval brings them closer and closer together at last showing that it has vanished the wrist-trap is generally worked by the performer standing at the side of the table and the traps are therefore made to be right-handed and left-handed according to the end at which they are intended to be placed the rule being that c must be so placed with reference to a as to be, when in use under the hand furthest from the spectators figure 267 illustrates the difference of make to suit the one or the other end of the table three the rabbit or dove trap This, as its name indicates, is a trap for causing the disappearance of a rabbit or pigeon. The opening is, in this case, oval, measuring about 8 inches by 6, and closed by a double flap, divided down the middle. See figure 268, representing the underside of the trap. It has no string, the animal being simply pushed down through the trap under cover either of a second rabbit or of a piece of paper in which the victim is supposed to be wrapped as the rabbit trap requires considerable space and moreover involves the necessity of some sort of an enclosure within the table to prevent an unexpected reappearance of the animal it is a convenient plan to devote to it a small special table this should be circular about thirty two inches in height and sixteen to eighteen in diameter the upper part of the table must form a circular wooden box about eight inches in depth with an opening behind to get out the rabbit the table may like the principal table have a servante behind it which will greatly increase its utility the depth of the upper part may be concealed by a hanging fringe the general appearance of the table seen from the back being as shown in figure two sixty nine a table of this class makes a pretty side table and may be balanced on the opposite side of the stage by another of similar appearance but designed for some different purpose the interior of the table should be well padded with wadding or hay so that the animal may not be hurt by its sudden descent each of the traps above mentioned should be so made as to be capable of being secured when necessary by a bolt or there would be considerable risk of a trap giving way unexpectedly under any article carelessly placed on it the mode of bolting however varies considerably some traps are fastened by little bolts on the underside which being only get atable from the inside of the table must be bolted or unbolted for good before the curtain rises occasioning considerable embarrassment in the case of a slip of the memory others again are secured by means of long bolts or wire rods extending across under the surface of the top of the table each terminating in a hook at the back within the reach of the performers hand A third, and we think the best, plan is to have the bolts, as shown in figures 261 and 262, and therein marked C, worked backwards and forwards by means of a little pin projecting upwards through the surface plate and the cloth of the table. By the adoption of this plan, the performer is enabled to draw back the bolts with the fingertip in the very act of placing the article upon the trap. It will readily suggest itself to the reader that some provision must be made within the table for making the various articles drop noiselessly through the traps the best plan of effecting this is to use what is called a railway this is a wooden frame just large enough to lie within the table with a piece of black serge or alpaca stretched all over its underside this is so placed within the table as to slope gently down to the level of the cervante with a fall of three or four inches any article dropped through a trap will not only fall noiselessly upon the surface of the stretched alpaca but will immediately roll down the incline towards the servante so that it is instantly get addable should the performer have occasion to reproduce the same article at a later stage of the trick four changing traps the traps which we have hitherto discussed have only had the faculty of causing the disappearance of a given article Those which we are about to describe will not only do this, but will moreover produce an article on the surface of the table where a moment previously there was nothing, or will replace a given object by another. The trap for this purpose is a somewhat complicated arrangement of the appearance shown in Figures 270 and 271. The surface plate, AAAA, is oblong, measuring about 12 inches by 6, with a circular opening, BB, in the center below it are fixed vertically two brass cylinders c and d which are so arranged as to work backward and forward on a kind of railway E F E F in the direction of the length of the surface plate just so far in either direction as to bring c or d in turn immediately under b the two cylinders are soldered together so that one cannot move without the other if therefore the cylinders are drawn back to the utmost by means of one of the bent iron rods or handles gh the cylinder c will be below the opening b as in figure two seventy two if on the contrary they be pushed forward d will in turn be below the opening as in figure two seventy three each cylinder contains a brass piston faced with zinc on its upper surface and moved up and down by a lever attached at right angles to one or other of the iron handles g h already mentioned and working through a vertical slot in the side of the cylinder a piece of clock spring, attached to the iron handle at the point of junction, gives the piston a gentle upward tendency, which is so regulated that if either of the cylinders be brought under the opening B, the piston belonging to that cylinder is made to rise into the opening, its upper surface resting just flush with that of A. The piston of the forward cylinder C is made to work very easily within it, so as to rise spontaneously by the action of the spring but that of the hinder cylinder d for a reason which will presently appear works a little more stiffly so as to require a little assistance from the lever to make it rise into its proper position the action of the handles gh is outwards in the direction of the arrows in figure two seventy four the movement of either handle in the direction so indicated drawing down the piston to which it belongs The handles further serve, as already mentioned, to move the cylinders backwards and forwards as may be required. It should, however, be noted that no backward or forward movement can take place so long as either of the pistons stops the opening B. But as soon as the piston is, by turning the proper handle, depressed ever so little below the level of the surface plate, it no longer forms any obstacle to the movement. The trap is fixed in the table in such manner that the handle's GH shall be just within the opening at the back of the table c figure 274 and thus be within easy reach of the performers hands when standing behind it we will suppose for the sake of illustration that the performer desires to change an empty tumbler of small size to a full one the trap is beforehand prepared by bringing the foremost cylinder c under the opening b the full glass is then placed on the top of the piston which is then lowered gently downwards by means of the proper handle the glass sinking into the cylinder the cylinders are now pushed forward so that d in turn comes under b the piston being then moved up into its proper place and so closing the opening this is of course arranged before the curtain rises when the performer desires to perform the trick he places the empty glass upon b and conceals it with a cover of any kind standing carelessly behind the table and keeping the attention of the audience occupied by any observations he may deem most appropriate for that purpose he takes hold with his right hand of the handle h and turns it outward thereby lowering the empty glass in to d as soon as he feels that it will sink no further he shifts his hand to handle a and therewith draws the cylinders back so as to bring c under b and then by turning g gently raises the full glass of water up through b to the surface of the table the reader will now perceive the reason why as already mentioned the piston in d is made a little tight so as to require the assistance of the handle to raise it into its position it is necessary that this piston when once depressed with the object to be changed shall remain down while the hand is shifted from handle h to handle g if it were not made to work somewhat stiffly the moment the handle h was released the piston would instantly fly up again with the object upon it thus neutralizing what had been already done The cylinder C, which is to produce the substitute object, is not brought under B until the hand of the performer is already on the handle belonging to it, and can thereby check its upward ascent as may be necessary. It is obvious that the changing trap will be equally available to produce an object under an empty cover. The object to be produced will be placed in C as above, the piston in D going down empty, and that in C rising with the object upon it. The above are the traps in most frequent use but there are others designed for special purposes thus there is a trap for causing the disappearance of six or eight half crowns as for instance in the well-known trick of the crystal cash box which will be described in the course of the present chapter of course the coins could be made to disappear through an ordinary trap but they would cause a suggestive chink in their fall the trap to which we are now referring is designed to prevent this tell-tale sound and to cause the half-crowns to disappear in perfect silence the opening in the surface plate is an inch and three-quarters in diameter and is closed by a circular piston of brass or zinc a, working up and down in a small brass cylinder b, and so arranged as to drop by its own weight to the bottom of the cylinder save when kept up by a little lever catch at the side of the cylinder a short pin d attached to this catch projects upwards through a slot in the surface plate and stands up very slightly above the cloth of the table the disc a being raised level with the surface plate and secured by means of the catch six or eight half-crowns or florins are placed upon a the performer in making the motion of picking up the coins with one hand with the tip of the third finger pulls the pin d towards him this withdraws the catch and a instantly drops down the bottom of the cylinder carrying the coins with it as soon as a reaches its lowest point it draws down the pin e thereby releasing a similar disc f which working laterally on a spring pivot at the edge of the opening describes a semicircle and assumes a position previously occupied by a a portion of one side of the cylinder at the top being cut away to allow of its passage Figure 275 shows the trap in its first, and figure 276 in its second condition, the latter being for greater clearness drawn in section. The apparatus is rather complicated, and it is almost helpless to endeavor to render it clearly intelligible by description only. In the absence of this special trap, the same object may be nearly as well affected with an ordinary trap by using half-crowns be it remembered that it is always substitute coins which are made to disappear in this manner which have been beeswaxed on both sides a very slight pressure will cause a number of coins thus prepared to adhere together and form for the time being a solid mass which will fall through the trap without causing any clink we next come to pistons these are appliances for working pieces of mechanical apparatus as for example the watch target the card star the demon's head etc etc a piston consists of a brass tube a about five inches in length by five-eighths of an inch in diameter with a collar at one end pierced with screw holes for affixing it to the under surface of the table within this tube works a wire rod B three sixteenths of an inch thick and terminating in a small round disc of brass c just large enough to work freely up and down the tube a spiral spring also of brass keeps the rod down unless when forced upwards by pulling a piece of whipcord which is attached to the disc c and thence passes up the tube and over a small pulley d which is soldered to the collar already mentioned When this cord is pulled, B is forced to rise, which it does to the extent of about two inches above the surface of the table, again sinking under the pressure of the spring as soon as the pull is relaxed. Each piston is screwed to the under-surface of the top of the table in which a small hole is bored, in order to allow of the upward passage of the piston rod. Where complicated mechanical pieces have to be worked, three, four, or more of these pistons are placed side by side the cords are carried behind the scenes either directly from the back of the table or down grooves in the legs and through holes in the stage to the hiding place of the assistant where a single piston only is required it may be made to work in the central pillar of a light gyrodon or fancy table such as shown in figure 279 the lightness and simplicity of the table and the thinness of its top apparently precluding all possibility of the presence of concealed mechanism the cord may be made to pass down the centre pillar so as to be quite invisible to the audience the mechanical pieces worked by the agency of these pistons vary greatly in construction but they are alike in one particular viz that they are set in motion by one or more vertical rods passing up the shaft or column on which they stand and each terminating in a flat metal disc or pedal which receives the upward pressure of the piston figure two eighty shows the arrangement of the foot of a mechanical piece worked by one such rod only another specimen will have been observed in the case of the pedestal for the animated money see page one eighty six where three or four petals are necessary they are generally enclosed in a square wooden base as in the case of the demon's head described at page four fifty eight end of section forty six